Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. Severity score characterizes the level of disability among patients with multiple sclerosis, or MS, and can be used to compare disease progression among different subgroups of patients with MS. A new article published in the Multiple Sclerosis Journal discusses the MS severity scores concept and applications. Today I'm speaking with the lead author on the paper, Dr. Ilya Kister, who is the director of the Neuromyelitis Optica Treatment and Research Program and an associate professor in the Department of Neurology at NYU Langone Health in New York, New York. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Kister. Let's talk about your paper. What are some other applications of the severity score in MS research and ultimately for improving patient care? So I'll give a little background on the severity score just to explain this concept and where it came from. Um, Originally, it comes from uh, genetics research in MS when researchers are trying to understand whether certain genetic variants correlate with either milder or more severe disease. And to answer this question, they had to have a metric of disease severity. Uh, It's a relative disease severity. Basically, you're trying to compare how a given patient's disease disability compares to other patients with similar disease duration. So that's the underlying concept of the the severity score. And therein lies the difference between severity score and disability score, such as um, extended disability severity scale, EDSS. Um, EDSS is an objective, quote-unquote, measure of disability, where severity score is a measure of how a person compares to other patients with similar disease duration. So by analogy, we can say that, um, for example, you know, SAT admission scores do not necessarily measure the level of knowledge of the student, but measure the, the relative competency of the student relative to other students um, in, in, the same, in the same cohort. The concept was developed over the years and proved to be very versatile and very popular. Um, the original paper has been cited more than 700 times in the publication because primarily because it was interesting not only to compare the genetic variants to disease severity, but also uh, compare different populations, compare different radiologic markers and predictors of disease progression, demographic uh, markers, uh, immunologic um, markers. Uh, so it proved to be a very versatile uh, concept that used in many different areas of MS research. What are the limitations of the scale? Number one, the severity score should not be calculated at the time if somebody has a relapse of MS or recovering from a relapse because it would give an exaggerated score. Clinicians should wait for about six months or so after the relapse to calculate more of a kind of a baseline score. The second limitation has to do with disease duration. If a patient is not sure how long they had a disease, it can introduce a great degree of uncertainty in calculating severity score. And sometimes it's not so certain when the disease started. There may have been some subtle symptoms, uh, which may or may not have been the inaugural symptoms of the disease. But for um, since most people have disease onset in their 20s and 30s, it's, it's usually less, less of an issue. 
But if there is a, an important question, whether it started just recently or a person had it for decades, probably this, this score should be kind of considered with caution or a degree of uncertainty. So then how might the severity score help to develop prognostic tools for patients with MS? So uh, MS is a disease with very variable course, and um, severity varies widely across patients. There are people with MS for many years and decades who hardly have any disability, and there are people who are fairly rapidly disabled. And one of the you know, important questions in, in clinical research of MS is to try to identify predictors of what an individual patient's course will be like. And it has proven to be a very challenging, a very difficult problem. There are really no great demographic and clinical predictors of disease severity or genetic predictors or even radiologic predictors of disease severity. That would be helpful for an individual patient. So, you know, it's very hard to answer an individual patient's question of how they're likely to do. That said, the severity uh, score it can be considered a predictor of future course. So um, if a patient has a low severity score, that means to say that he's less disabled than most other patients with the same disease duration, at a certain point in disease course, it's a good prognostic marker. It means that it is likely that 5, 10, 20 years down the line, he will also be relatively less impaired compared to other patients with the same disease duration. Um, so I think it's good to think of severity score uh, not as an immutable kind of a fixed trait of a disease because there's definitely variations in people who start out with low scores, end up with higher scores and vice versa. But to think of it as one of the major predictors of how, um, you know, what, what is to expect down the line, especially predictors of very mild and very severe disease scores. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you also wrote about introducing Herbert's severity-based MS classification. What is Herbert's classification, and how might it add to a patient's clinical picture? Uh, so Dr. Joseph Herbert was my mentor at the NYU MS Center, and one of, one of the ideas that he introduced me to is um, that when we talk about MS patients, it's uh, not enough just to talk about their disability, but you also have to consider the disease severity as well. And he developed this idea of classifying MS based on disease severity. And of course, this is not you know, entirely novel idea in medicine. There are many diseases that are classified according to disease severity, you know, cancer staging or heart failure classifications. Uh, but he kind of introduced this concept to MS. And um, he divided the scale, which is a you know zero to ten scale, into six equal severity groups. Uh, the mildest group um, is the first one, and the most aggressive group is the sixth one. And he, he thought that this classification would be helpful for several reasons. First of all, to communicate among clinicians and even communicate among patients how the disease kind of compared to give a sense of the disease. How does it? compared to the expected course. Is the patient doing kind of better than expected for his disease duration, worse than expected? All this can be communicated by simply stating his disease severity. Dr. Herbert also thought that it would be important to consider disease severity when trying to pick treatment. If somebody is expected to have a very mild, severe, non-disabling, severe course, 
it's probably not wise to start them on very heavy duty therapies with a high number of potential um, side effects. Uh, whereas if patient's course is expected to be aggressive, it would probably be smart to use effective therapies from the get-go to kind of bend the curve and achieve better outcomes in the long run. So those are the kind of the major uses of the severity scale. And he also thought it would be helpful to use it when um, selecting patients for clinical trials. So more homogeneous, more similar populations are selected for clinical trials and the trial kind of are more specific to uh, patient subsets. And we uh, published these classifications uh, posthumously. He unfortunately passed away a couple of years after his passing and um, in the International Journal of Mass Care. And in the recent review article, we kind of come back to it and review some of the major uses of this uh, classification, uh, hoping that it will be more widely accepted in the MS community. What else do practicing neurologists need to know about the MS severity score and its potential future applications? Well, I, I think neurologists already know quite a bit about the score as evidenced by the fact that there are so many papers that use this scale. But one kind of aspect that I would like to highlight here is maybe that this scale is not as widely used by clinicians and it's more widely used by clinical investigators. And part of the reason for that is that to calculate the severity score, you need to know patient's EDSS disability. And this is rarely done in uh, outside of more specialized MS centers. And most MS patients are taken care of by the community neurologists and not in specialized centers. So to circumvent this difficulties, we created a very similar scale to um, multiple sclerosis severity scale, and we called it patient-derived multiple sclerosis severity scale. And this one, instead of using the EDSS, which is a clinician calculates disability by examining the patient, the patient themselves assess their own disability. And the scale that they use is publicly available, freely available, and it's called PDDS, Patient Disease Disability Steps. And we rank those PDDS scores rather than ranking the EDSS scores, and we created a normative table, which is also freely available. And this was published in, in the journal Neurology. So really any patient and any clinician, no matter where they are, can use this table and calculate the patient severity scale, or PMSSS, and figure out where the patient scores in the Herbert classification, whether they're great as mild or severe. And um, sometimes it you know, could be quite helpful for patients when they're trying to make treatment decisions helpful to clinicians because they have a better understanding of how this course of the disease compares to others in similar um, uh, circumstances. So that's one aspect that I think has not been kind of emphasized. And um, if uh, people are interested in using the scale, they should uh, look up this uh, PMSSS uh, reference in neurology, and uh, they can just print it out, and it'll probably take about a minute to figure out the patient severity score based on that. Great. Thank you so much for speaking with me today about your article. You're welcome. It's very nice talking to you.